And ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for your main event. In this corner, from parts unknown, coming in at a combined weight of 532 pounds, the J-Brown Express. And in this corner, utilizing the free bird rule, your tag team champions of the world. At a combined weight of 832 pounds, the Brothers in Cage. Hello everyone, this is Lord Alfred Hayes speaking to you from the Brothers in Kayfabe Video Control. I'm very pleased to host the next program in the official B.I.K. Home video series on outstanding individuals. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. I am one of your aforementioned Brothers in Kayfabe, El Gigante. Jake Keel, and I'm standing across the ring. Well, I guess we're both in the same corner because we are a tag team. The man with the plan, Mr. Wrestling, Landon Bumgarner. What's going on, Landon? Not a whole lot, Jake. Man, it's great to be back. Um, it's been crazy. I, I know you had a long day. I've had a long day. We both had long weeks this past week. Dude, all the crazy rain here. And then I've been out of state. Um, I was out of state for about eight days. So it's good to be back home in the beautiful, weird state of Oklahoma. Well, I don't know if I told you last week. Um, did I tell you that I threw my back out? You did. How are you yeah. feeling? I'm feeling good, but uh, I was moving stuff at work and you know, they always tell you to lift with your legs, not your back. And on one of the last things that that day I lifted with my back and then I couldn't move for the rest of the week. So, but I'm, I'm feeling okay. I've got tightness and soreness, but you know, it's not, I'm also 30. So like I'm a beginning my descent into old man territory. So, you know, <laughs> it only goes downhill from here. <laughs> Use code BIK to get 10% off DDP yoga. And also use uh, promo code Gigante to get $5 off an AARP membership. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just the brother deal. <laughs> you know, they help out the brothers over there at the AARP. I don't know why I'm trying to do a Wilford Brimley voice for that, but you, you know, know, here we are. You're almost ready to qualify um, as a recipient from the Cauliflower Alley Club. <laughs> we'll get you taken care of. That would be awesome, wouldn't that? Dude, it would be. Um, so you were you were in Utah. Did you get you get any wrestling in last week at all? Or I I got a little bit. So obviously, um, last week's episode, uh, the ECW deep dive that kind of kicked me into an ECW kick, uh, which I'm perpetually stuck in. Um, but really just diving into some of like the, I wouldn't quite call them relaunches, but some of the reunion shows. Yeah. Um, non-sanctioned uh, ECW reunion shows that have happened time and time again. I forgot that. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, but impact even did several 
Um, yeah, they did uh, Hardcore Justice that one year and had a pretty much true ECW reunion for that. Yeah, I'm trying to see the exact uh, which one it was. As I remember, like the main event was Jerry Lynn and I want to say RVD. Yeah, there was, I know, Hardcore Justice 2010 um, was was one of the first ones. Uh, But yeah, you're right. And they've done it several times. They've had, because Jerry Lynn's official retirement match, I I think, is an impact against RVD. Something Um, like that. So it's cool just to see. And even uh, whenever the Wyatt family was starting to get going up again in 2015 with Braun Strowman being a part of it. And the Dudleys came back and then they brought Rhino back and they brought Tommy dreamer back just to do like, I think it was just a tables match. Yeah. And then Rhino and the Dudleys stuck around and Tommy dreamer went back to doing, went back to doing uh, bingo halls. I will say this also uh, on my trip, um, I was chaperoning some uh, teenage guys and I had to explain bad wrestling fans to them because <laughs> I'd made a joke about like, oh, they're, there's cringies wrestling fans and they're like, well, what do you mean? I was like, all right, sit down, gentlemen. Let me, let me reveal the dark side of the ring. Let me wrestling. Let me fan explain edition. to you a story about, the IWC. Man, I I can't remember the, the lady's name. There is a female wrestler. I saw this thread right before I headed out. Um, where I guess she did a high spots um virtual meet and greet. Yeah. And during it, she went on a tangent on some of the wrestling fans who maybe don't have the best hygiene in the world. <laughs> um, similar to like how at Comic Con. Uh, they put up like hygiene notices and they're like, Hey, visit these kiosks, uh, to get deodorant, soap and body wash and shampoo, all these kind of things. Uh, she went on a tangent about it and lo and behold, parts of the IWC erupted furiously of like, well, what do you care what they smell like? You should be happy that there's people who are willing to pay you. You know, you work for us, right? And she was like, no, I don't work for you. And no one's gonna let you work for them if you don't <laughs> if you don't bathe. Uh, that's as far as I'm gonna get into it. It got really dark, really hateful. Um, but in true IWC fashion, um, there is like a some guy came swinging at the fence, like just being super inappropriate uh, to her. Um, and she <laughs> bit back. And I'm trying to remember who he he quoted. He definitely quoted somebody like from AEW. Um, and it's like, you know, in, in typical, I hate to use the term, but like in typical smart fashion, like tried using like a pro wrestling, uh, like catchphrase to like end the conversation. Yeah. And it's just like, come on guys. It shouldn't be the wrestling fans, star Wars fans, (laughs) comic fans. They're all the same. Well, you know, in the comics, Loki Nobody cares. This is different. Like, yeah, <laughs> nobody cares. We're not doing Agent Loki or Kid Loki. We're doing Loki uh, its own thing. So, 
Um, I had my own run in with the IWC today, mm. and I, I was hot. I was hot this morning. So, as you know, all three. I mean, I don't know if Impact or ROH is technically bigger, but I consider Impact the top one of the top three biggest companies in the country. At least they at least they have more of the big stars. Like ROH is still kind of an indie fed for me, even though I love ROH, but all three of them ran big shows this week. Fighter Fest. Slammiversary and Money in the Bank, all of them. A AEW's done more with crowds, but Impact hasn't done anything with crowds. And this was WWE's first like full capacity show and since before WrestleMania last year. Yeah. I think it was actually like the Raw after Elimination Chamber or something like that. But anyway, none of that is important. What is important is they all three had very good shows. I would not say all three of them were amazing, fantastic, the greatest show of all time. But scrolling through Facebook, I'm sitting at my job site this morning and there's a post basically saying how WWE destroyed all of its competition this week with the greatest show it's ever put on ever and that was money in the bank this 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 week and how is the greatest show ever and that AW and impact are horrible and if you like them you're trash <sighs> i like all of them i like all of them i don't i don't watch wwe as much i watch smackdown a lot but that's because smackdown is the best content they're putting out right now Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched I watched the matches that I wanted to watch in Money in the Bank <sighs> but I decided I was going to comment usually I don't comment I, it doesn't matter to me most of the times but this just rubbed me the wrong way so I commented and I'm going to try not to use my full verbiage here. I might self bleep myself. Um, but I commented like what you like wrestling is a subjective art form. You cannot compare all three because they are all three vastly different products. WWE is the mainstream WWE is Coca-Cola. Impact is RC Cola. AW is Dr. Pepper. Those that love Dr. Pepper love it. And those that don't like Dr. Pepper hate it. You can't compare all three. They're vastly different in their own, own minds. So I said, you can't compare all three. Wrestling is a subjective art form. Like what you like and shut the bleep up. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I got mostly positive responses. I got a lot of people going, man, this is like a whole mood, like that kind of stuff. 
And then there was one guy that was like, you just proved the original poster right with that, with that comment. And I simply responded, how so? No response. Still, that was nine o'clock this morning, I think is when I texted you. <laughs> yeah. Still no response. And so I'm just like, so I, I want to know how I'm proving the original poster right. Because if you can't compare all three, then how is the original poster right there with WWE destroyed both companies this weekend? Is it because right. WWE ran a bigger room? I don't know. But from what I saw, all three shows had full crowds. So, and out of all the wrestling that I saw this weekend, I think Impact had my favorite. Yeah. I um, think I think Impact was the most solid out of the three. I'll say it like this. It's like whenever we watch Double or Nothing. <clears throat> there are some really good things on the card. Was it the greatest show on earth? No. No but it had the energy of a live crowd. And so it was automatically leaps and bound better than any of the Thunderdome stuff with no crowd. Anything we've seen in the last 15 months. Yeah. Easily. Save for some of the WrestleMania stuff, but even it wasn't a full crowd. Yeah. And, and I'd say like even some of the cinematic stuff, right. but as far as just regular, um, to go off of what you were saying with, your interaction to quote the Hulkster good night Hulkamaniacs and jabroni marks without a life that don't know it'll work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot marks <sighs> greatest tweet ever H -H. ever I love it only um, love HH you know it's just I'm gonna try not to go on too deep of a tangent with it but it's just like seriously like what you like and shut up yeah. Like, nobody cares that you hate AEW. No one cares. The only people that care that you hate AEW are the other people that hate AEW. I love AEW. I do not give a crap if you like WWE more. That is your prerogative. Yeah, we say it all the time. Like what you like and watch what you like. Yeah. Um, You know, one of my buddies... He's currently watching. He bought a collection of the Attitude Era, um, like every episode of Raw and all the pay-per-views during oh, wow. it. And so he's making his way through 1997 right now. Oh, and he's man. like, this is awesome because, you know, obviously I've seen matches from 1997, but to see everything in context. And it's like, that's like, that's the way to do it. I have another right. friend who he's been working through Smoky Mountain. And then I have friends who uh, <laughs> will watch uh, Tennessee Backyard Wrestling and were invested in the storylines of Big Josh Allen uh, coming out of retirement for the fifth time <laughs> until a scoliosis makes him retire again. But it's I'm just like, fine I'm working my like. way through Mid-South. Hey, exactly. There you go. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay to like stuff. Yeah. And it's okay to not like stuff. Um, but if you watching Mid-South uh, bugs me and irritates me, then I've got nothing better to do. Right. And it's just, yeah. it, it's frustrating for me because it's like, cool, like, hey, like, let it, like, 
let people like what they like. You don't have to like what they like. And here's the thing. You probably don't have to sit down next to them and watch the stuff they like. You know, you know what you are whenever you get irritated and can't stand what someone else likes. What's that? An effing mark. I'm a mark. I'm not an effing mark. There you go. You're the type. That's the type of fan nobody wants to sit next to at a wrestling show. I love sitting next to random people at wrestling shows and interacting. But we all know those guys that it's just like, this sucks. Yeah. And the ones that they're going to try and hijack the show. Right. And they're going to try and get their chance over. Here's the thing. With the price of admission, chant whatever you want. Uh, but the moment it's like, okay, like, I'm going to try and get people to get behind my chance. And most of the time, they're cringy, annoying ones. I can't. There was an experience um, at NXT a couple of years ago. This guy um, is at the criterion. This guy stood up and, I mean, was trying to start chance constantly, multiple chance throughout every match. And it was the, I mean, they're all the same pattern of, this is awesome. Dun, 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 dun. And everything he was, was in that. And it got to the point that he would stand up and every single person in that room would yell, shut the blank up. Just every time. <laughs> and he was like, he was mad Ooh. and like, he'd stand up and like, you could see like the people sitting on both sides of him were chaining that. And he'd like shove them or like, he'd storm off and like go over to the concession stand or something. It's just like people aren't there to hear your, your internet chants. People are there to enjoy what is before them or to attempt um, to enjoy. I'm there to experience. We're seeing something that not everybody gets to experience. You're, let's take a WWE show, for example. It's a packed house, probably 15,000 people. Only 15,000 people get to experience that event. I'm not saying you get to watch the event. You get to experience everything. Mm-hmm. So shut up. Join along with everybody else. If you have something that is works with it start it but don't be a mark for yourself Mm -hmm. people don't pay to see you i did not pay to see you yeah i know they didn't pay to see me it's one of those things uh i'm trying to remember i saw a meme several several months back and it was like picture this it's the 2020 royal rumble Number 21 is about to come out. It gets down to zero. Edge makes his long-awaited return from retirement. There are tears in everyone's eye, and the crowd all together starts chanting, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. <laughs> and it's like, that's your uh, like that's your modern wrestling crowd. That is the truth right there. Is It's like, it doesn't matter what's going on. We have our designated chance that we're going to chance um, and even like there are some great chants that really don't mean anything anymore what? It's like, 
Yeah, exactly. Um, what? You think of like, this is awesome or like, holy, you know what? Yeah. And it's like, okay, we saw two headlocks reverse back and forth. And now we're chanting, this is awesome. As opposed to, hey, we just saw Edge spear Jeff Hardy off the top of a ladder for the first right. time ever. It's just every right. everything has become watered down. And I like I think fight some, forever. Exactly. It's like any oh, time five minute match. Yeah. Like, sorry, go ahead. No, that's what I was just gonna say is that there's just a lot of stuff that's watered down to where you don't have notice if you go back <clears throat> to the most iconic and greatest moments in wrestling. There's not those generic chants in it. No. Like you think of <clears throat> Hulk Hogan versus The Rock. You have one crowd exactly. chanting Rocky and you have the other half chanting Hogan. Right. Or like you look at the Cena stuff where it's like, let's go Cena. Cena sucks. <clears throat> Cena wins. We riot. Yeah. You, you just like, have these incredible moments. It's something that means something to the match. And I'll say this too, even with, um, with like, and it's definitely the more indie type crowds um, that are going to sing along to wrestlers theme songs. And that's something new that's happened in the last several years. Yeah. And it's like, there's moments when it works and it's incredible and you can get away. Like I think with people, singing Judas it makes sense to do it all the time right um but then you have like some of the bigger bigger moments where they do it for the first time and it's like okay like that that's cool I think of it it was randomly one of the raws after Wrestlemania and the crowd is just seeing Vince McMahon's theme song why he's like coming out to make an announcement and his music stops and they sing for like another 10 seconds. And he's just like, hey, cause they're doing the, the no chance in hell. And he's like, that's right. Just like my son, Shane will have no chance in hell at beating the undertaker. <laughs> it's just like w one of my favorites was whenever everyone was behind Fandango. Yeah. And everyone was just going, you know, just, going right along with it. It was just perfect. It was. And it's just like, it shouldn't be forced. It should be organic. Um, like not everybody, not everybody's theme song needs to be sung. Right. But then there's some people it's like, oh no, like we need to sing that. We need to sing that song. That's awesome. Well, like now with Moxley, thing that is a song you gotta sing like that's a crowd gets into it song you know perfect example like that song just exploded for a heel and for a band that otherwise wrestling fans make fun of all the time but it works and it's a yeah. great theme. The first one I can think of, like as far like the farthest back one I can think of, is um, when Brian Danielson was on the Indies 
and everybody would sing the final countdown with him. And I think there's, there's just like that, like that's culturally, like that's a song that it makes sense for everybody to sing to. I mean, you don't hear everyone singing along to Triple H's theme song or everyone's singing along to, or no one in the crowd is rapping John Cena's like full theme song. Like the crowd's not, I guarantee there are people who are. Oh yeah. But the majority's not. Um. I mean, I sing along to Randy Orton's theme, but that's just because it's a banger. So yeah, I I think there's there's times when it makes sense, and you really get the energy um, to take it up to the next level and make it kind of like a phenomenon. Like, let's say tomorrow we're at Raw and Hulk Hogan comes out. There's no way I'm not singing Real American. Absolutely. Like, there's just certain moments, but it's it, co- it just comes back to the fans try to be a mark for themselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you're guilty of it too. But like, it's part of it, but it needs to be figured out at the same time. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm here to watch Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan fight. You know, I'm not here to watch bob from reddit from tecumseh there are fine people in tecumseh but it's the first (laughs) small town i could think of that just wants to tell me how much john cena sucks and how you know back in the day bob holly should have won all the titles and then just beat everybody so and also this (laughs) this is just a free one (laughs) Don't do live commentary. You've told me about that story. There have been two encounters in my life where I've sat. One of them, uh, I sat right next to him. And the other one, they were right behind me. And they just did their own commentary the entire night. Of course, doing like a real bad, like JR one. Like, oh, I wonder who's going to come out here. I wonder who's going to come out here and and interrupt Elias and Shane McMahon. Who's going to come out? And it's just like, I'm going to tell you what's going to come out my fist in your face. Like, <laughs> let's get off this because we're in a real dark place at this point. We are. If Landon is about to throw hands, then we are <laughs> just let in people a enjoy their wrestling. That's what right. this podcast is about people enjoying their wrestling. Um, and guess who's going to enjoy wrestling this week? You tell us about that, Jake. Well, um, today was like the last thing I had to do at work for the week. And so, like, I'm getting prepared tomorrow. I got a couple small things, but, like, the big thing that was in the way. And then Wednesday, we are driving to Dallas. Me and the beautiful and talented wife of mine, Amanda, we are going to, Mrs. Gigante, are going to AEW in Garland, Texas. We actually got a hotel room across the street from the arena. Like literally, we bought parking passes and probably could have walked, but there, here we are. Um, but uh, we're going to AW. I'm really excited. Which it's not just dynamite. It is Fighter Fest. It is not you of Fighter Fest. And so 
that brings me to what wrestling I watched because I watched Fighter Fest night one. Um, and I watched a couple matches from Slammiversary, but uh, it got me hyped. There's there's a lot of stuff that's going going down at Fighter Fest night two um, that I'm really excited about. I'm really excited to see Orange Cassidy for the first time. That's that's really interesting me because like he's just such a different talent that it's just it's exciting to see, but also like. We're getting a 10-man elimination match. I don't know if you heard about this. I did. Between the Super Elite and the Dark Order. And if the Dark Order wins, they get a shot at Kenny's title with Hangman and a shot at the tag team titles. But if they lose, they get neither and go to the back of the line. So Big stakes. And speaking of big stakes, those are some big hands from the giant. If you're part of the Patreon, here's a little Easter egg. Um, we also get Britt Baker against Nyla Rose. Should be a good match. Um, Jericho, I get to see. This is the first time in my life I will see Chris Jericho wrestle in person. Hey, there you go. I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm actually getting that chance. Um Cassidy versus the Blade with Statlander and the Bunny. Um, I'm loving Statlander lately. She's like probably one of my favorite female wrestlers right now. And then, of course, we get a Texas death match for who would have ever thought I would see the IWGP, an IWGP championship get defended in Texas of all Let places. Let alone in a, a death match. In a Texas death match, fitting. So I'm sure there will be bull ropes and barbed wire and the giant so, trying to throw Ric Flair. This will be your second hardcore match to see live in this year alone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you um, the other day. Uh, what is it? It's um, Empire Wrestling. Mm-hmm message to me about our podcast wanting to know what our podcast was and what where they could listen their head of marketing um because i had mentioned talking to them about the sabu uh deal that we were gonna review the match review the card whenever we do our podcast and we're like hey we'd love to listen to the podcast so hopefully uh that that's good i guess uh, i hope yeah Comp I hope our they tickets. don't hate us. Comp our <laughs> tickets. Right. Comp our tickets. Right. I hope they don't hate us. Yeah. We'll find I out. Mean, I don't hate anybody out there. So, but uh yeah, two that's two death matches I've seen I'll be have seen <laughs> this year. That's kind of weird because I've never <laughs> for someone seen who, a, who has never had the desire to see a death match live, you've seen two, or you will have seen two after this week. I'm excited to see Moxley and Archer. In a death death match, that's my kind of death match because Moxley is insane. As long as it's not a exploding barbed wire one that'll go poof at the end. Did you hear the story about Tony Khan and that in the company they hired to do that? Mm-mm. He didn't pay him. Good, <laughs> because he told them that they were like 
this is not what we were promised. And I'm not paying you for that. That's fair. So I'm like, good for you, dude. Like, I wouldn't want to pay them either. They crap the bed. Because forever the image of uh, Eddie Kingston trying to cover John Moxley from the blast and then just a couple of sparklers go off. Dude, That the memes from that were the greatest. There was one where they put the my heart will go on over it. And then, of course, it hit that really the right at the right at the part where the sparklers go off and then uh the best the best though was the countdown gets to one and then it cuts to the mcgrouper deal with the explosion but uh it's it's a shame how that turned out uh because of how the other matches and it was such a great match until that point i mean uh the buildup was insane. It was, I guess it, it was Mox versus Kenny, um, like a year ago before COVID, mm-hmm. um, because they went through the glass table and the like the VIP room, and then that's where the infamous, you know, spider web of barbed wire came from. Yeah, where they were basically reprimanded by the, was that in Baltimore? I think so. Like in the merit, they were reprimanded by the wrestling commission of whatever state, excuse me, they were in. And uh, yeah, but I, I'm not against death matches. I lo- I like death matches. I don't like like GCW death matches. Yeah. It's too There's, much. It's too much for me. All I've Mick Foley said it, and I don't remember the exact quote, but there's an art to hardcore wrestling and it's the same way with there's an art to steel cage matches and hell in the cells and big payoff matches it's not right. like okay we're gonna see how gruesome it can get and we're just gonna no sell everything one of one of the things i hate most um it's uh leo rush versus joey janela <clears throat> like in a hardcore match and they Joey Janela power bombs Rich or not Rich Swan power bombs Leo Rush off the top of a ladder through a table, and Leo Rush immediately like stands up and no sells it, <laughs> and then Joey Janela like hits him in the stomach and like gives him a DDT to to pin him. But it's this idea of violent. Same thing with uh, with like getting color you don't need to get color in every single match, like save that for a crucial moment of storytelling to where it's like, Oh, like, Hey, they said they weren't going to hold back and they're not holding back because so-and-so is busted open now. And that's one of my big problems with Cody. And I like Cody, (laughs) but the dude likes to get color. Like in almost every match, he can be in a five minute match and he's got color. Like, and I understand he's trying to bring in realism and like, I understand the thought process, but you don't watch a UFC fight and every single fighter gets bloody. Right. Like I watched the whole McGregor card that Gregor, uh, was it Poirier? Was that his, is that his last name? Mm-hmm. I don't know my, I don't know my fighters that well. There's, but I there's no the, one in the UFC worth watching now. Hot take. Continue. I mean, you're not wrong. 
the the dude that likes to chug beer out of his shoe that guy was pretty entertaining but <laughs> i mean he also looked like it was like why you're a fighter like you look like i do and i know i don't have a fighter's body so but um like not everybody gets color in that so yeah. especially the winners you know, and I know it's a wrestling tradition. He's trying to carry on his dad's name. Dusty got color all the time. But like, you don't have to, man. You don't have to. We believe that you're a good wrestler. We know you're a good wrestler because we can watch you. We can see that you're a good wrestler. So like, tone down that. Finally turn officially hill like you've been acting for a year and go on. But you know, I'm really excited. It's going to be a fun trip. It's we're going to go down there. We're going to hang out. We're going to go toy hunt. Uh, there will be a BIK vlog for the trip. And uh, I set up my GoPro uh, deal in my truck today in the Broncos so that we can uh, do some some GoPro footage on the way down and there in the car. Go. And then uh, we're going to go toy hunt. I'm going to try to do some stuff from the arena. And then uh, y'all will even get to see a little bit of the Jurassic World exhibit that we're going to on Friday because my nephew and his parents are driving down so they can go to that. And uh, we're going to go to that. It's going to be pretty cool. But yeah, it's going to be a great week. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really jazzed. And hopefully, they still haven't released tickets, but hopefully we're going to cap the weekend off by seeing Sabu. Sabu live in Oklahoma city. And there's, <laughs> there's no telling how that, that show is going to go. Um, and whatever happens is going to happen. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> with stuff like that, I'm always hesitant, but I'm excited. Uh, rest in peace in heaven. Triple J, Jimmy Jam Jackson, um, for him and his wife going to see a show with Hacksaw Jim Duggan and it got canceled like less than an hour yeah, before they were on their way before call time. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, we'll refund you. And then didn't refund them. Um, so who knows? Um, at the end of the day, it'll be some good brother time watching some live wrestling. Um, uh, I know Roger's going to join us. Tad might be there. I haven't gotten the official word from him, but he will probably listen to this episode and tell me right away once he's listening to it. Miguel might be there. At least, Miguel, you got to show up and get Sabu to sign your Rise and Fall of ECW case. Oh, man. I, got I, to, man. I almost forgot about it. <clears throat> that would be that would be insane. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear the fanny pack, put the gimmicks in there. and uh, There you go. Hand them out. Maybe, you know... Look out at your local wrestling show. We have BIK business cards with a QR code. It's easy to scan. If you're listening to the podcast, it's not really directed at you, but take a business card and give it to a friend, you know, you know, whatever. Um, I'm planning on just throwing them up in the air at one point at AAW and being a mark for myself. But you know what? <laughs> you hijacked AEW with your chance. I'm going to hijack the Sabu show with my chance. I will hijack it with 
brothers in kayfabe. You know, just the most obnoxious version of that, like B I K B I K. What is B I K? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, gonna I'm gonna look up a bunch of European football chants and just make a bunch of cringy wrestling chants out of it. No, just use the European football ones. Just just those. <laughs> just ole, 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 ole. the ones that are like three and a half minutes long. Have you ever seen the movie Euro Trip? Yes. <laughs> what was it? They were singing that song for the Manchester United. And it was just like, is this is this legit? Like, yeah. <laughs> like this is this is insane. But uh yeah, man, uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a really fun time. Um I wish I wish my brothers were going with me. I think Roger's gonna be there. Um, so I'm gonna try to hit up him, see, see what see what's going down but dude it's it's insane man it's so it's it's weird it's weird to think i'm going to a live wrestling show with a full capacity crowd landon is sticking a pen in the giant's arm and it's good pen holder it is a great pen holder um and just like you know I don't know what to expect. Like, it's just weird. I haven't been to a crowd this size since we went to raw, like a month before lockdown last year. And just remember Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson is currently a free agent and anyone Everyone you can think of is behind that curtain. There is a huge rumor that, and they set the bar low by saying someone bigger than Andrade. Andrade is a great <laughs> talent, but he's not huge. Malachi Black. <laughs> Malachi Black. I I can't with how they're they're doing the Malachi Black. Well, that's Tommy N. That's not Tommy N. That's Malachi Black. <laughs> well, he's both. The guy I know is Tommy Ann, but that's Malachi. Oh, okay. And we're just supposed to understand that this guy's two people, I guess. Like, are they trying to do the fiend thing with him? Probably, but who knows? Also, is he ever going to return? Like, I don't, have I we, don't know. Have we seen the last of let me in? Maybe so. I wonder what his current contract status is. Because obviously, um, it's no secret <clears throat> with the passing of Brody Lee, he he's had a real rough go of it. Mm-hmm. Which is understandable. And I mean, I would get it if he doesn't want to do it anymore. If it's if it's too painful for him. Hey, you know, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. But you know, it's it's just weird because you still have Alexa bliss playing this fiend character mm-hmm. and there's no fiend around. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, man, it's just, I'm ready to see some professional wrestling live. Amanda's site. I walked in tonight and Amanda was watching raw. Hey, there you go. I was like, what? And she goes, you can turn it if you want. I was like, no. 
I mean, you have wrestling on. Like, I came home to you watching wrestling. What is this? <laughs> but uh, it's because she wanted to see who was going to answer Bobby Lashley's open challenge. Did he issue an open challenge? Yes. And Keith Lee answered it. Seriously? Yeah. And then Goldberg showed up. So it looks like at SummerSlam, and obviously um, the champions haven't accepted, but it looks like we're going to get <clears throat> Lashley Goldberg, which that's, I'd put that in the same category as uh, the Roman Goldberg match we were supposed to get at WrestleMania. Um, like that's that's a believable match. Right. Same as Lashley Brock. Uh, <clears throat> that's a good match for them to have. That's going to sell way more tickets than Drew versus Goldberg. Um, so it looks like we're going to get Lashley Goldberg. And it looks like we're going to get Cena Roman. So I'm looking over the, the results from tonight. The last thing I saw was Reginald win the 24-7 title. Gross. Um, he's officially split from Jackson Baszler. And then immediately won the 24-7 title. But... um. Keith Lee returns after months of what the hell is going on with Keith Lee. Mm -hmm. Figured he was just on his way out. Yeah. Now Especially with the cuts they've been doing. But then here's an even bigger question mark. Karrion Cross debuted on Raw tonight. Nice. With the title. The NXT <clears throat> title. And subsequently lost to Jeff Hardy. That's interesting. Without Scarlet, by the way. No Scarlet. That's really interesting that that's the way they would bring Cross up, even, even if it's a one-off. And Hardy came out to no more words, which he said was coming back when we had fans back. So, But also, he beat him by putting his feet on the ropes. So returning Jeff Hardy heel. Hey, I'll take it. That's interesting. That's interesting to me. A guy who's been a face almost his entire WWF WWE career. Interesting, but also defeating Karrion Cross. Yeah. On his debut when he's <clears throat> the NXT champion, like we're trying yeah. to build new stars. Like Cross should be the one. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love that it's going to be Goldberg Lashley because I think that's like a star power match. But it's like Cross should have been the one to come out and challenge Lashley. Right. <clears throat> Jeff Hardy just made the biggest mistake of his life because in the end, everyone will fall and pray. That's what Karen, Karrion and Cross said. So we'll see. Maybe Jeff is going to go to NXT. It's funny, Amanda was asking me about uh, Nikki Cross and why she's a superhero. I said, well, she's Nikki Ash now, which apparently means almost a superhero. Almost. Almost. But she won Money in the Bank. I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. She was like, "What? what's going on? And then they said Karrion Cross was debuting. She goes, oh, is, is he related to Nikki Cross? <laughs> I was like, no. No. 
Uh, I was like, I'm sure that's why she's not Nikki Cross anymore. But so I want to talk about the two big, the two money in the bank winners. I'm very surprised with Nikki winning the, the case. I figured once she started this new character, they would slowly make her fade into the obscurity. But I'm on board with this. I really thought it was going to go to Alexa Bliss. I have a feeling Alexa is still going to end up with the case. But also I'm wondering if they do that two years in a row where the money in the bank winner loses their the case. case. Yeah. So because they're kind of playing a deal where it's like, should Nikki be trusting Alexa? So uh, what what are your thoughts on her winning winning the briefcase? It's just it, it's it's weird for me. I don't hate it. It's I like weird. it because it's different. <clears throat> and I think they could go the route of hey, you have an unconventional baby face with this opportunity to cash in. I think they could do something where um Maybe with the Charlotte feud that's going on. Um, you know, Charlotte's women's champion again. Right. Maybe you have it to where, you know, uh, Charlotte uh, <clears throat> takes out Ripley again in the rematch, is getting ready to win, and Nikki comes out and does like a, a roll-up or something, a schoolboy to to pin her. I think you've got to have something like that, or even, you know, they have the rematch next night on raw Charlotte's bragging Ripley KO Charlotte leaves the ring out comes Nikki to cash in. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good way to pop the ratings. I think that's a good way to give her with this current gimmick, like, I think that's the believable way for her to become champion. Well, doesn't this all seem very 1996 raw to you? Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like I said, I don't hate it. I I put it. It's not what I expected. Yeah. I, and it seems like it was her idea to do this, that she's what I've heard. She's been sitting on this for a while, which props to her for being willing to think outside the box. Uh, I've talked about it a couple of times. The random elimination chamber for the title that Santino was in and never would I would ever wish a title be on Santino just because it doesn't make sense. But the reaction of, oh, like, hey, like they might actually do this. Yeah, I think it's different and it's exciting. Um. So I'll, I'm going to hear, here's a Mr. Wrestling hot take. I prefer Nikki with the case better than big E having the case. And I'll talk about that in just a second. <laughs> well, let's go on to that because <laughs> I feel the exact opposite out of all the guys in that match. I feel like big E was the one who deserved this shot the most. Mm-hmm. 
but I wish they would have went the route of Kofi wins the wins the ch- title. Now he's got a conundrum. They're going, hey, go after Roman, take the universal title, and then the New Day has all of it. And then he cashes in on Kofi mm-hmm. because he knows he can beat him. And now that's... I I know that they don't want like they don't want to do Excuse that. Me. I know the New Day doesn't want to do that. Like them, the real people, not the characters. But like that's the stuff that I want to see. That's the money right there. That is money. And that's that's the reason I I have that hot take is because I don't want to see New Day Biggie become world champion. I, you know, he had the momentum um, leading up to Kofi Mania where yeah. we thought, hey, Kofi's going to win the title at WrestleMania. What if Biggie turns then? This is the, this is the time. And it's just, it's, he he's been in that role for so long that I, even when the, they push him, I don't take it seriously because it's like, oh, that's Biggie. Like he gets hype, and you know, occasionally right. they'll win the tag match, or he'll have a he'll have a one on one with like one of the Usos or somebody from another IC tag. Title. Yeah, and it's just one of those things to where it's like. I know the New Day doesn't want to break up, but he's got to distance himself either as a heel or as a completely different character change because he's got charisma, but he can't become... He can't cash in Money in the Bank and become Universal Champion and then come out and go, oh, whatever town we're in, put your hands together. And, you know, like... <laughs> like gyrate his hips See? as world champion. I think he could do it. I just it for I me think, personally, there's just not enough meat on the bone with the uh, we need to see something from him. That's just my opinion. I think he is so talented. He is one of the most talented guys on the roster, one of the most charismatic guys on the roster. That I could think I think he could be the biggest baby face in the world. If they just let him be him. And I think that's who he is right now. Like, I think that character is who Biggie is. You look at his Twitter. It's definitely who he is. Oh yeah. He could be. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I just feel like if it's just him, he could do it. But I feel like with Kofi and woods with him as world champion i think that's gonna hurt him more than it is gonna boost him if that makes sense because it made sense for kofi for them to like hype him up and to well he was the ultimate underdog yeah and then for big e to get it and it's like well historically big e and woods have been the tag team guys kofi's been the single guy and maybe maybe you play that dynamic where big e's like hey i'm I'm the leader now. It's my turn. Yeah. I just think as we are getting farther and farther in, 
representation is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And look at all the major black champions, African-American champions in wrestling. Most of the time, they're the heel that is despicable. And mm-hmm. they're Bobby Lashley. Kofi is the only one I can really think of. Booker was always usually a heel whenever he's champion. I think you have this chance to make a icon out of Big E and make him beloved worldwide as a wrestler and he's great with with kids he's great with adults like it's a chance to make a star and have a new top baby face here's what i think i think they've got to take him the route everybody wished keith lee was gonna go straight to the moon yeah and (laughs) i think i think it's got to be you've got to change the way biggie does his matches Oh, you know, you can change that without losing that character. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, you know, no more of having competitive mid-card matches. I think Big E, while still having fun... Needs to squash people. Needs to squash people because it's believable because of his size and his strength. Like, if he takes on the Usos, he ought to be able to beat one of the Usos pretty quickly. I think it would... Go go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, because I would love to see it to where, like, he's having the kind of, like, I hate to use the word silly, but, like, the silly fun he is because he doesn't really take anyone as a real threat. And that needs to translate to his matches. But then whenever you have an Edge or a Roman, then it's like, okay, like, it's it's showtime. But it's like, man, (laughs) you're sending out Mustafa Ali, okay. Give me about 20 seconds and this match will be over. Right. And I'm he just going to blow it off. He can have that cockiness and like be the fun-loving go- dude and like then go, you know, but when that bell rings, you're mine. Mhm. It could be it could be and this is going to be a horrible character but just just stay with me for a second (laughs) you could take the festus gimmick the bell rings big e turns in to the beast that we all know he is in the ring and then the second the bell rings again he's back to fun loving big e like that was fun let's do it again yeah I think of it almost as like a Spice Adams uh, character to where, you know, you go back and you look at Anthony Adams footage uh, playing in the NFL. And Explain it's like, who he is for yeah. the people at home. So for you non-football fans, just Google Spice Adams or Anthony Spice Adams. Um, he played for the Chicago Bears. Incredible, incredible big athlete. But there's pre-game footage and post-game footage of him just dancing, acting silly. He trans he uh, transitioned into the entertainment industry after retiring from football, and 
I think Big E could do something like that to where it's like, hey, like it's all fun and games, but as soon as that, as soon as it's time to work, I'm gonna work, and I'm gonna finish it quickly so I can go back to enjoying it. Because here's what I this is selfishly what I would like. I know a lot of people would disagree. I think you build Big E as your big baby face. Uh, ha- I think you have him beat Roman. Give Roman some time to kind of recover. Have him go away a little bit because people can't miss you unless you go away. Right. Paul Heyman's other client, Brock Lesnar, comes back. And you remind people that on the debut of SmackDown on Fox, Brock squished Kofi and ended Kofi mania. And guess what? He's back to do the exact same for Big E. And now you have someone believable in size and strength to give Brock the challenge. What I wish we would have gotten with Brock versus Keith Lee, give it to us with big E versus Brock. And guess what? If Brock wins, then it's awesome. Now we're going to have a program at Brock versus big E where big E's going to dethrone Brock and be, you know, this baby face beast. Um, or maybe you have it, you have the upset win and in their first match, big E, beats Brock Lesnar clean, uh, similar to Drew beating Goldberg at the Rumble to where it elevates him to another level because it's like, hey, you just took out, you know, historically this big star clean. He came for your belt and you kept it. You took out the beast. Yeah. And now he's going to go back to his butcher shop for another couple of years. (laughs) But I, I think there's so many ways you can do this. I don't think you have to turn him heel. Exactly. I you like you said he because historically uh black champions have been heels, and I think this is a really good opportunity. Obviously, Kofi was a face, but I think even more I think Big E could translate to mainstream better than Kofi. Exactly. Uh and I I think it could only be a good decision, but I think they've just got to be smart because uh, Big E can't just feel like the tag team guy with right. the world title, if that makes sense. And that's what I'm getting at because he he is such... He's so charismatic. He's so good with the kids. He could be a great um, role model and still be the silly, fun Big E. Now, we obviously have seen him as a heel. He can be a heel. He can be a great heel. Just think of whenever he was uh, seconding uh, Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Think of his NXT run where he was doing the uh, five-second rule where he pinned people in five seconds. I would love to see that come back. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... I think, I think it's a delicate balance of ferocity and the silliness that you can go with because mm-hmm. he can pull it off and make a great champion and a star. Now, Big E is a star, but he is not a star. Mm-hmm. He can be that guy. I was really excited to see him win the case. The only other person I really wanted in that match to win the case was probably Ricochet, but we all know that's not happening. He's there he's there basically like John Morrison usually is. 
to do he's the there flips to, and the bumps. <laughs> right. He's there to do the bumps and excite people. So that's just my whole thought on it. I, you know, it's, it, it's a great way to run with it. It made me kind of mad that Kofi didn't win the title, but I understand they're trying to, you know, build Bobby as the, the, you know, killer of all the big men. So like Goldberg, I'm sure he'll eventually go up against Brock. If Brock ever returns, Um, sure that he'll fight Keith Lee now, you know, so I'm not mad at it because I think Bobby's a good champion. Um, we all knew Roman was going over. Mm-hmm. I'll Edge. say this. I I think it'd be cool with what they've done with Survivor Series the last couple of years where it's been brand versus brand. Yeah. I think there's money in Lashley as WWE champion versus Big E is universal champion. I, that's a money match. And you have the complete difference. You have Lashley who <clears throat> like he's the heel. He's big all and serious. bad. Yeah. All serious. And then you have Big E who will be serious, but at the same time, he knows to have fun and he knows by having fun, that's going to get under Lashley's skin. Right. I think there's a lot of cool stuff off. they can do. I, I mean, we all knew that Lashley was probably going to go over. We all knew Roman was not losing the title yet. It's not yet that time. Um, especially now that Cena's back. Why did we have to put the title on Charlotte again? Because we got to get her to 17, man. You can do that without sacrificing your young stars. We all knew Bianca was going to keep the title because they're not going to just randomly give it to Carmella after, you know, that wasn't even the plan to begin with. But, you know, it's just... There's a lot of things to look up at in WWE right now, but there's also a lot of staleness. And Mm -hmm. I think Raw is stale especially now that we're taking something fresh and new and giving it back to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, but SmackDown, on the other hand, we have something broiling there. Roman Reigns, what is, who is going to finally dethrone the head of the table? Is anyone ever going to dethrone the head of a table? John Cena probably won't. And it'll give nuclear heat to Roman. Yeah. Which is the plan. Yeah. I think I genuinely think you put Roman in that Goldberg Brock position of oh, what's the point of even having this title match? Cause they're just going to retain Roman's just going to retain. Right. And it solidifies and it solidifies Roman's legacy, but it capitalizes on the years of fans hating him for what? Okay. Well, Roman's just going to win the title because they want us to cheer for him and him to be our man. And now he's finally embracing, uh, who he was meant to be in the perfect way possible that, you know, we got to acknowledge him because he's the tribal chief. He's the head of the table. 
I've heard a rumor. You know, there's been this thing on the on the block that one day Roman is going to face the Rock. The rumor I've heard this year is that the current plan now it's a rumor. I'm not saying, but I would pop for this. The Rock returns. And the Usos are split on who they believe is the tribal chief. Is it Roman? Is it Rock? And at Mania, both men choose and they tag. Roman with his Uso, Rock with his Uso. And it's a slow burn build to Roman becoming the full-on tribal chief. The Rock passing the torch, you know, better than the time that he did it at the Rumble where he was like, hey. (laughs) And everyone booed and booed and booed. He did the Triple H point. (laughs) Um, But I I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that match. Because that's a money match. That's storytelling. Because if I'm the Usos, I'm conflicted. Do I go with my cousin who I've been best friends with my whole life or to the man who is literally the best Samoan wrestler of all time? Mm-hmm. Here's if that happens, and I hope it does, I want some kind of promo to come out where, uh, you know, The Rock says something about how the only reason... Uh, you know, the only reason Roman got a job was because he was the Rock's cousin. And for Roman to say, well, the only reason you got a call to come back is because you're Roman's cousin. <clears throat> Just so I like, I, I think the potential for great things is there. Oh yeah. And that like, that's that the story uh, writes itself. Yeah. And that's a WrestleMania main event. Oh yeah. Level that goes on build. Last. Yeah, like imagine. Go ahead. Imagine the nuclear heat that Roman gets leaving that building after pinning the Rock. One, two, three. Because you know, if he beats the Rock, that's probably the Rock's last match. And. Yeah. The heat Roman's going to have of you just retired the rock. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I can see it now. If I win, you acknowledge me as the head of the table and your career is over. If you win, I acknowledge you as the tribal chief. Just whatever happens, it's going to make Hobbs and Shaw too real awkward. Yeah, that's going to be the new villain is remember <laughs> Rock's brother from the first Hobbs and Shaw. Well, now he's the bad <laughs> now guy. He's the bad guy. Forget about family in this version of the Fast and the Furious yeah. verse. They came back from outer space to find out family has split. There was a tweet today. I think it was Tyrese that tweeted something about 
how he loves working with uh, Vin Diesel, blah, 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 blah. And Vin Diesel said, dare I say we're dot, 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 family. <laughs> family. And it's uh. like, okay, this dude gets the whole meme. Like he just understands and he's going to play into it now forever. But, you know. Breaking <gasps> news. Breaking news. Wow. Nikki Cross is your new Raw Women's Champion. What? I don't know what happened. All I did was I got a notification and I clicked open just to see what happened. I'm pulling it up on my computer right now. Holy crap. She cashes in. So Flair put her her championship on the line against Rhea. Rhea won by disqualification. Ripley attacked Flair after the match, and Nikki Ash ran out to cash in her Money in the Bank briefcase. Hey, we called it. Nikki hit a crossbody off the top rope and pinned Flair to win the title. Since Ripley did not get pinned, it looks like we may re- she re- may remain in the title picture, and Flair will want a rematch. For those of you who are wondering, there is no <clears throat> sign of Becky Lynch on the show. <laughs> there you go. Even though she's been in Texas and she posted pictures yeah. from she's Texas. She's outside the, the arena. Well, what, but, a, uh, what a way to end the show. Some excitement of... Well, now it's now we know what Nikki did with hers. I guess we'll see what Biggie does with his, and we'll see what happens as we That's things insane, are starting to man. pick up towards SummerSlam. We've still got Survivor Series, which will be huge this year. Then after that, we've got the Rumble creeping around. We've got Mania in Dallas, and then the year after Mania in Hollywood. So who knows? Let's. Let's put it this way. A year ago, would you have ever believed Nikki Cross would be world champion? No, not a chance. Ever, really? Even when they choose with Sanity? Not even in NXT. She is world champion right now. And I... She deserves it. Yeah. I, And the way they did it, that's believable. That's the feel-good moment. That's great. That's so great. This is what wrestling's all about. I'm popping right now. Like that's and what a way to end your first raw back with with fans. Excuse me. And to think we could have been in Dallas right now watching it. But there you go. Chick-fil-A's, you know, no, I'm sorry. This is just getting me all choked up. <laughs> yeah, you're Emotional emotions are going high. So let's do this. I think we end it here on a positive note of Nikki Cross winning. And the next you're going to hear from us, you're going to get to hear. Maybe it'll be some snippets from the vlogs. Maybe it'll be the whole vlog of El Gigante's time in Texas at AEW Fighter Fest night two.
I think we need to, uh, you know, go ahead and end it with some too sweet. Since we are we do that, since we are going, I am going to see the elite. The this never- Wednesday night, kid seats are still five bucks. Just never forget where the too sweet came from. <laughs> the original NWO champion. Two sweet. sweet for life. We love you guys. See you next week. Thanks, guys.